Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Watchman. We're sounding the alarm for the peril and uncertainty that lie ahead. Our commitment is for the objective truth, and The Watchman will always call out whenever we see those that, land in the, that live in the land of the fifth dimension attempt to put the feelings and emotions in front of facts and truth. We'll always call out the real motives of those living in the land of the unlimited imagination. We will expound on those underreported facts. Today, we'll be getting to those underreported facts with Rick Crump. Rick is a management consultant by trade with his own firm called Kinetic Experience, where he helps Fortune 500 companies solve complex business problems. Rick's been married for 29 years. He has four grown-up boys. He and his wife, Tammy, founded their, their ministry, Kinetic Faith, to help equip and mobilize the church to help turn around the moral decay of our society. Welcome back. To the Watchman, Rick. Hey, it's great to be here with you. Thank you. Well, thanks for being here. Now, I want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> what the Democrats are all concerned about. They're concerned about Trump's rising poll numbers. They're climbing, and the Democrats see it. Now, this is what, what's amazing here, and I want us to understand this: is the Democrats, and they because they've got you know they actually pay for these polling information, the polling numbers, the real numbers. They don't pay for the ones that. We see on the news. Those fake polls, they don't see it. They don't pay for those. But they do want to know the real skinny. So they, they pay for real polling to be done so they can see what's exactly what, what, what exactly they're up against. And you know that what they're up against is insurmountable. You know that because what we're seeing with them is we're seeing them get all disheveled and unraveled and upset every time they hear the word Donald Trump or the name Donald Trump, or Donald Trump sends out another tweet or whatever. That's because they see these poll numbers and they know that Trump's likely to win another election. And that's got them very concerned. This is why they're so filled with despair. And you can see, you can see it in the, their response to questions and their response to the slogan, Make America Great. They, this is why they think that's offensive. You know, that's why it offends these people. Because they know what it means to us. Don't miss that. You want to know how sick these people are? The very concept of patriotism escapes them. They can't embrace it. They don't, they don't understand it. It's lost on them. Make America great to them. Well, I, I mean, to them... You know what they probably think it really means? And I'm not exaggerating. They think it probably means that we want to go back to slavery or go back to, you know, oppressing people or whatever. They, they, the Make America Great is when white people ran everything. I, think, I guess that's what they're upset about. I don't know. Everything to them is race and civil liberties and civil rights. They hate the white majority. They hate white Christian majority people. It is why they want to remake and remake and rewrite this country and rid this country of its nation's founding. That's what they're trying to do. And it's really amazing to me because they see it so laden. They see it so laden with guilt and self-loathing that they can't understand the concept of a great united country united around ideas, united around principles. They can't understand individual liberty where the citizen dominates the state. They can't understand it. Because they're so laden with guilt and self-loathing because they see us as an oppressing country of colonialists and oppressors. They can't understand. <clears throat> they don't want that. You see, they, 
They see racism in everything. They see it in Donald Trump's Christmas decorations at the White House. They see Donald Trump that Donald Trump's okay sign. Now he does the okay sign. They see that okay sign as like some sort of a a white supremacy trigger or something. They see the Peloton commercial as misogynist. Folks, it's everywhere. These people see racism, they see misogyny, they see homophobia. They see it everywhere. They see these triggers and everything. To, to, to them, make America great simply is a bunch of people who want to go back to, to nationalism, white majority national. That's all it means to them. No matter how many times you tell them, that's not what it is. No matter, no matter how many times you tell them they're wrong about it. I mean, we've been talking to these people for how long? And we see it in their speeches. We see it in what they say. And we see it in their responses to what we say. Okay, and it's, it's what's happening. They're rejecting America. They're rejecting U.S. jobs. They're, they're rejecting our economic numbers. We've had tremendous job numbers, 266,000 new jobs. I mean, Rick, I mean, what, what, are, they, what, are, they tr- what are they trying not to talk, to talk about? What are they trying to avoid in conversation? And what is it that they keep bringing up every time they talk? Oh, yeah. Well, they, they don't want to talk about anything that is truly American. They don't want to talk about anything that, about a capitalist economy that rises world out of poverty. They don't want to talk about the fact that as a melting pot, the pluribus unum means that out of many come one, and that while we recognize the fact that we all came from different places, we all, we all gave up those different identities so that we could be unified as one. They, like literally, the, the, Dennis Prager said it best once, and he said, you, know, you look at your, your uh, a quarter and you see, in God we trust, the pluribus unum, unum and liberty, and they, those three are, li- are literally the, the mantras of America, and the left stands for the antithesis of all three of those. That's what they don't want to talk about. Well, what's, what's really interesting <clears throat> is when you look at the job numbers, <clears throat> these phony experts, dripping with hatred, <laughs> predicted 150,000, 160,000 jobs. Well, it was like, I don't know, a 50, 60% increase over that. It was 266,000 jobs created. The economy is roaring. We have a 50-year low of unemployment at 3.5%, a 50-year a fifty-year high in employment. We have more African-American men working than ever before. We have, his, we have Afri- African-American approval ratings for Trump hovering in the mid-30s. That's right, folks. Why? Because they're working. Okay? We have guys like Jim Cramer on CNN, CNNBC who stated that the fake news isn't talking about the jobs number. He, he came out with this. He stated that there were a dozen or more stories on anything else but the economy. He stated that this is the best economy he's ever seen, ever. He stated that the, that the trade war with China is ending with America winning, and this will result in jobs coming back. He predicted that these jobs numbers are only going to get better. <clears throat> and yes, no inflation, no recession. No collision, no obstruction, no quid pro pro quo, okay? Folks, there's nothing comparable to this. 3.5% unemployment, African-Americans with more jobs than they've ever seen, expressed as a percentage in a real per capita numbers. Look, we're seeing 
median household increase, income at a, a higher level than we've ever seen in this country. Ever seen in this country. Wage growth is commensurate with the job creation. Now, what Kramer's talking about, and what he was talking about, I guess about 10 or 12 days ago, what, what he was talking about the trade deals with China that he, you know, that, he, that we had with China in the last few decades literally added up to the greatest transfer of wealth. He's basically saying that China took all the wealth out of this country, out of the American middle class, and it all went to China. Well, now it's coming back. Now, how did that transfer of wealth happen? <clears throat> well, it's not that you were taxed, per se, and they took a certain amount of money from you and sent it to China. That's not what happened. The way it worked was with the trade deals. Jobs were lost. The middle class wealth was lost. Manufacturing and other jobs went over to China. In addition, the products that were manufactured in China were allowed in, but the jobs remaining in China, in America and products manufactured here, the Chinese didn't buy. They didn't import that. But we imported their products <laughs> that, you, that we used to make, that, that, that used to be made here in this country. It was just a bad movie being played over and over by the deep state and the globalists everywhere. Okay? They were trying to infuse our capital into the communist system. That's what they were trying to do. They wanted to continue trying to make China great. Now, Trump knows that, and I think Trump knows, and I think Kramer knows, and he was collaborating or corroborating with his own knowledge and wisdom, his own life experiences, his own horse sense, if you will. Kramer knows... What we've all been saying here on The Point and on The Watchman for as long as we've been doing the show. The strength of the U.S. economy is going to show the Chinese and the world who the real bull of the woods is. And it's us, folks, the United States of America. Now, what are the Democrats doing while all this is happening? Well, the Democrats have nothing. While we're experiencing the best economy in my lifetime, in our lifetime, the Democrats and the fake news are predicting recessions. They're not even running on issues like, like any of this. I mean, they're not running on jobs. They're not talking about how their policies are going to help expand the middle class. They've openly, publicly decided that none of this matters. They tried to make people think that they care about the cost of, of prescription drugs. They don't care. They've tried to make people think that they care about health care. They don't care. They care about fairness and equality and rising incomes. They don't care. They don't care at all, folks. Okay, and I, I want to make sure we're, we're clear on that. They, they aren't involved... They are not involved at all. No Democrat DNA anywhere on this, on this economy, folks. None. Not a zilch. And the Democrats are working diligent, diligently now to undo the 2016 election with this impeachment fiasco because they know this economy and the jobs and wage growth will reflect Trump. They have nothing but contempt for this president who found the magic wand. The president who did what he set out to do. The president who fulfilled his campaign promises. Rick, I mean, they are, they are seeing Trump in this economy, and they're, and they're basically they're going to bed with that nightmare in their head. What, what do you think? Yeah, I have, uh, I have several friends on the left who are liberals, not leftists. Um, I like to distinguish between the two because liberals, think of them almost like your Kennedy liberals, right? They, they still believe in, in borders. They still believe in national security. They still believe in free trade. They still believe in, in uh, having a... Um, uh, a, a, a capitalist economy, et cetera, right? Those are your liberals in the Democrat Party. They're a dying breed, though, because it's being taken over by leftists, which don't want to talk about any of the things that you talked about because it doesn't fit their agenda. And I had, 
I had a liberal friend ask me recently, because he's alarmed at, at these policies on the left, and he says, Rick, Rick, do you think the Dems are serious about enacting their policies? And the policies he's talking about are things like socialism, uh, repealing the Second Amendment, gun confiscation, abortion laws being expanded, climate change regulation, open borders, legalization of drugs, government health care. And I said, I said, well, let me put it to you this way. I said, were they serious when Obamacare got passed? Were they serious when they pushed through gay marriage? Were they serious when they promoted the transgender movement? They're serious. This is not a threat. This is a reality if they get into power. And, and this is something that we need to understand that not only are they ignoring what Trump's accomplishing, not just even trying to do, but actually accomplishing, they're, they're, they're literally losing their minds and bringing it, pulling out all the stops to prevent him further, because they know, by the way, that the more he accomplishes, the more they have to undo by the time they get into power, and the more it does not bode well for them. It's like pulling teeth without anesthesia, okay? So, um, you know, you've got to wake up to the fact that this, not only are they trying to ignore what Trump's accomplishing, uh, they're also desperately trying to prevent it because they've got an agenda that's 180 degrees the opposite direction. Uh, so, Well, they can't hide their, their fear and their anxiety, Rick, and I think that's what you're saying. They can't hide it because the great economic news has not abated. That's why. They see it every right. day. You see, they're getting the real skinny. Even though the news channels aren't showing it, they see the numbers anyway, and it's concerning them. And they see us on an upward trend, an upward trend since Trump was inaugurated. And they see the other countries like Canada losing jobs, China's losing jobs, Europe's losing jobs, and we are growing. <clears throat> this is what's got them concerned. So <clears throat> let's look at what news source is actually reporting economic numbers, okay? I think this is really compelling. The news channel that's getting the viewers, that the cable news channel is getting the viewers is Fox News. You see, people want to see facts and objective points. They don't want to see a sham and a drama being put on by the fake news. So Fox has increased its primetime audience by 6%. MSNBC lost about 35% of its audience, and the bottom fell out of CNN. Okay, CNN not only hit a three-year low, but it's now become known as the least trusted name in news. CNN fell to 18th place in primetime. I think that's behind the... The Game Show Network, I don't know. Uh, Fox News was third. And, you know, when you when you look at it, they're, they're drowning in their ratings because all they have is this rage and hatred and a bunch of genuinely IQ-challenged stupid hosts. I mean, so here, here are the average numbers. Look, Fox is 2.2 in prime time. MSNBC is 1.3 mil. And CNN... Well, there's more people that live in Rhode Island that watch CNN across the United States. Uh, there's 643,000 people watch CNN. That's the pop. That's the population of the city of Boston, and the rest of the country is tuned out. <laughs> so, I look in total in a total day, which is basically 6 a.m. to midnight. Fox has 1.33 million. This is an average. It's not the grand total. It's just an average each hour. At any one time, a snapshot, if you will. Fox has that, and MSNBC has about 781,000. CNN has 539,000. So I think when you combine all the numbers, you see Fox has about 50%, 52% of the audience. And, I mean, that's shattering, that's earth-shattering their, their eyeballs, and they can't turn away from it. The impeachment of a president, is they were more 
tuned into that. And it's only happened a handful of times in this country. But that impeachment that they were airing could not attract anybody. The bottom fell out when they were trying to promote their impeachment. I would tell our listeners, be a good cheer. Understand that most people watching don't want to see it. Most people watching are not being swayed by it. Because, again, I'm talking about impeachment. Because Trump is doing exactly what he said he's going to do. And he did not commit anything to be impeached for. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, I mean, let's take a look at a little bit about what their agenda is. Rick, what are your thoughts on some of their agenda? Why don't you reel off a few points that you think on their agenda? What, what do you think they got on their agenda that is not that's not moving the middle class at all? Well, well, you know, um, I'll, I'll give you an example that I think is alienating their own base. It started several years ago when you have blue collar workers that are. Um, you know, wanting to join unions, and there was a time when the the the, um, the Democrats would play up the union really hard, and they would talk about they were for the little man, the middleman, and then all of a sudden they start uh, becoming part of these quote free trade agreements that are so heavily weighted in favor of, of overseas, and and yet they're 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 counting on their own base being ignorant, and now it's being exposed. Another example was that a lot of blue collar workers are hunters. And so now, you know, you've got the Second Amendment threats uh, happening. I, they, what, what, is it, what is it Napoleon said? He says, uh, never get in the way of your enemy when he's making a mistake. <laughs> and so I'm not going to try and you know, stop the, the Democrats from doing these things or stop the left from doing these things. But I will say that they, I don't even think they realize themselves how much they're alienating people with these extreme measures. I, I've mentioned before that I have a, a liberal friend that lives in the Detroit area. He grew up in a blue-collar home. Uh, fathers and grandfathers worked in the in the Detroit area on the, in the assembly lines. Um, he's much more like a Kennedy liberal, and he's told me in the in the past six months that he he's afraid of his own party. He's a white male with a bullseye on his chest, as far as he's concerned. And they, you know, they're really they they want to send us this. Uh, they want to give us a perception that with intersectionality and all these other cool-sounding words that they made up from nothingness. Uh, that they're somehow uh, these deep thinkers that are ahead of the curve and, and, the, and that we need to be worried. The reality is they're spreading lies, and people are starting – the more Trump – and uh, by the way, and it does take character like Trump has. It takes a fighting spirit. The more he exposes the lies, the more he's able to shed light on them and not be afraid of offending people, the more they're alienating their own base. Well, it's really amazing. I, I mean, like I said, Rick, I mean, I think I think you and I are pretty pretty sharp guys, I think, and – I mean, when we unpack something, we, we do a pretty good, thorough job of it. But, I mean, I don't believe that they believe abortion rights is connecting with the middle class. I don't believe that they think climate change is connecting with the middle class. I don't, I don't think higher gas prices connects with anybody. I think this well, impeachment of Trump— a response to that? Go ahead, yeah. I, I think they count on the ignorance of their base. Think about it. That when you spread lies— you have to count on the fact that people will not try to go test it, right? They won't try to go verify what you're saying. When you look at most of what the left tries to push through on their agenda, it's completely based on lies, and they literally treat their own base like mushrooms. You know that is, you know they used to feed them, you know what, and they keep them in the dark, and they and they're really struggling now because as people start to think more critically, especially the independents, which is by the way that's why they're gaining no ground in the in the uh, impeachment trial, is because. The, their base is made up. Their base are mindless followers. They will not go try to verify it. And they're counting on their base staying ignorant. The right won't budge an inch, so they're counting on independence. The problem is 
independents are critical thinkers. They don't like being treated like mushrooms. And so to your point, the, the, the challenge that the left has is that you can only get away with lying so much to so many people. Beyond that, people actually like to think critically, and they're not going to buy into what you're saying. Well, when you look at what new taxes are going to be required to give us their all-you-can-eat buffet of free giveaways, all right, think about yeah. it. Healthcare for all, doctors for no one is going to cost $3.5 trillion. The Green New Deal, I mean, if they were to bring in this, it would cost approximately $9 trillion per year. And, folks, this is over 10 years. Universal basic incomes, another $4 trillion per year. They want to give election vouchers. Now, that's $1 trillion a year. Election vouchers is money to give to the electorate to donate back to political campaigns. Yes, folks, that's what they're offering. I mean, free college for everybody is about a trillion dollars a year, maybe $800 billion or somewhere in there. I mean, reparations, they have no idea what that's going to cost per year. About a trillion, but they really don't know. But when you look at our government today, our government costs about $4.5 trillion to operate. We bring in about $3.9 trillion in tax revenue. So every one of the things I just mentioned to you is going to double the size of our government. Healthcare will double it. The Green New Deal will triple it, or nearly triple it. Universal basic income, another four trillion. When you look at all of this, we're looking at a government that doesn't cost that doesn't cost about four point five trillion, but instead a government that costs about twenty one, twenty two trillion. I mean, this will plunge us into bankruptcy. I mean, think about this. I mean, the average family. It will cost the average household $60,000 in taxes every year to pay this. That's right, $60,000 in taxes to pay this. People have a, have a hard time trying to understand how much a trillion dollars is, Rick, and let alone 23 of it, okay, $23 trillion. Well, when you look at 165 million working Americans that live in about, oh, 140 million households, <laughs> I mean, that's what you're getting your tax money from. And, and I'm, I mean, it, it's just something to think about because every family, $60,000 a year, how can a family that has a household median income of 100000 or even 70000 pay that? Folks, they can't, okay? It'll bankrupt the country. I mean, Rick, I mean, this is where they're at on this. Why don't you wrap up the show with this, Rick? Yeah, you know, if they could change one rule, if I, if I could offer one rule change to the tax law that I believe would make a significant difference, it's, to, it's for people who are employees to have to write checks out to the government for their taxes like us employers do. As, as a person who owns a business and, and has a, another full-time ministry on the side, we have to actually write our taxes out. And, and believe me, it's painful when you, when you have to put a comma <laughs> on that tax bill, right? Oh, it's so painful. Because that's real money. You know what you could accomplish with that real money, and you know it's like vaporware to the government because it's going to be spent in less than 0.4 seconds in the scheme of things. And it's infuriating. If they could change one thing about the tax law, it would be have people write their tax checks out to the government just so they see how much of their own money is being taken and watch how, how fast the government gets yanked by the tail for how much money they're spending of ours. Uh, I'll, I'll end with this statement, though, to your point earlier about the media, and we talked about the lies. Oliver Wendell Holmes once said, truth is tough. It will not break like a bubble at the touch. 
nay, you may kick it about all day like a football, and it will be round and full at the evening. So we can always count on the fact that truth will always be there, and it will eventually shine through. Oh, absolutely, and I think uh, that's a very well put. I think, you know, it's an interesting, uh, an interesting thought to have the American public, instead of having taxes be taken out of our salaries and paid automatically, have us have to cut the check. I think then that would wake up Americans tremendously uh, as to what the effect of these taxes would have. You want I mean, to see the Democrats freak. You, you submit a bill like that in Congress and watch how quickly the left loses its mind. <laughs> well, well, again, anything that's going to wake up the middle class, they're not, they're not interested in. I mean, they want, they, want exactly. illegal, they want illegal aliens to have driver's licenses, folks. Now, this isn't because they, they want them to be able to drive. This is because they want them to be able to vote if and when, and, and they do say when, probably not so much if, but when election laws are changed to require state IDs. They want these people to have driver's licenses. That's what they want. This is all about flooding the tax rolls, but flooding the American public with illegal aliens who, who can vote, illegal immigrants to vote. That's what this is all about. Well, folks, we are out of time. We appreciate you tuning in to us here on The Watchman. Uh, I want to thank Rick for tuning in and being with us today and sharing with us today. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in to The Watchman this afternoon. Tune in every Saturday afternoon at 4.30 right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL for our compelling discussion. Much of our audience, many of our audience, listens to us live while during the airtime, they click on the Listen Live button at 1180WFYL.com. Many just listen to us on the air as they travel through the listening audience. However you choose to listen to us, we appreciate it. This is why we're here. This is why we provide you the play-by-play with the news every week. Thank you for being with us today. See you next Saturday on The Watchman. For Rick, I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.